Okay, and we're on Busting Chops Podcast, Episode 1. Al here with Luke and Josh. Great to be here, gentlemen. Right it's off good the to bat, see I you. feel like I should have probably been named first. Uh, <laughs> that's highly debatable. Best for I know last, you're gonna right? try you're gonna try and take over this podcast, but um, we gotta Luke, get you're gonna talk you're gonna time. talk right to me because I'm the guy that in in let's just get this out there now. I mean we have eight hundred followers, ladies and gentlemen. Right before our first podcast. How about that? That yeah. seems like a, somebody's a doing fine, some behind the scenes work. right there. Somebody said a prayer and confessional or something in church. Something happened. What happened, Josh? Well, you know, Uncle Stinky, um, he likes to uh, likes to dabble in some of some of the games every now and again. So I wanted a burner account, you know, kind of like how Matt Patricia had for the Lions. Yep. And uh, I put some respect on my name out there in Dolphins country. Um. And I looked at the games and what the experts and, and what Vegas was saying. So I didn't want that on my on my uh, regular account. So I went ahead and added a what someone knows a ghost account. And then then when I heard that the opportunity Boston Chops was coming up, I just felt like it was the right move. Am I wrong? It seemed right. And there may be more burner accounts from where that came from. There always may be no, more. No, that's the only available. one. That's the only one I have, and that's available. I don't. I don't know if there's any other, if you guys are working off Instagram for an account. Josh, are you a catfisher? Oh, no. No? Okay. I think the people should know that um, I am the only single person on this podcast. <laughs> um, That's true. We have You've been two, through a lot. You've been no, through a lot. We, we have a best friend. His name is Mike. He's beyond being a scumbag. He should be on the call right now. Um, he definitely should be on the podcast. But anyways, Mike's married. That was a shit show. Uh, we'll explain that some other time. Uh, Lukey got married. That was actually amazing. It was awesome until Mike ruined it. Um, yeah, and Mike's going to be at the center of a lot of these stories. Um, and and Allie's getting married, allegedly. Um, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I'm the only degenerate single 31-year-old human. You're the only single one. I don't know about degenerate, but you're the only single one. <laughs> We've got that right. going for you. Again, it's it's whether or not Mikey checks in on a lot of these things. It's it's very clear that I can't be the only one being blamed. So let it be known, I'm a proud member of the Orioles family, and we lost uh we lost a member today. We we lost Dave Dombrowski. We we, we lost him. <laughs> Huge loss to another Beltway affiliate, the Philadelphia Phillies, which I'm sure we could bring up later as well. But Dave Dombrowski for the, for the Red Sox organization as well. Guys, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but like the best Dembrowski, like probably is his son. Like, I, I just this guy's useless for professional sports. Dave Dombrowski is the king, and I will. And Al and I have talked about this on numerous occasions. The king of getting you your club into a really great position to contend at a high level for about one year, maybe two years. He's going to sign some free agents, make some pretty good trades. And then you have about a two-year window to compete, like Detroit did. Um, Boston, he got a he ring with also them. With the, he was with the Expos, he's, fellas. He's, yeah, he was with the Marlins. Well. But during that, during that ascent, there's gonna he's gonna make moves to trade for some dog shit relief pitchers that, that he can use in the postseason, and he's gonna trade some of your young, very valuable prospects for short-term fixes to try and get you over the hump. Dave Dombrowski is great if you want to contend for a World Series in, in a two-year span. And then 
you look up after he signs older talent to long-term deals uh, and, tra- and, and trades away the farm system. I don't mean to be disrespectful and take us off track, but I got Mike on. I'm going to put oh, him. Oh, get Mike. I'm going to put him right to speaker. We'll come back to Dembrowski. Mike, you there? Could you do us a favor and join the podcast that we started together as a group? Um, I, 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 have to, I can do it at 8.30. Yeah, I can't do it right now. Okay, so we'll we'll come back to you, Mike. Appreciate you. You heard it here, Mike. Lugie's going to be three beers in by then, but that's fine. Yeah, I, well, first of all, speaking of beers, I know we don't uh, like to do free free plugs, but I'm sipping on a nice little Two Roads, Road to Ruin. Oh, local a- brewery, <laughs> Stratford, Connecticut. Um, it's a fantastic classic. beer. Guys, I also we, we love Two Roads. I'm also a couple brews deep right now, and I think I made my first mistake of the podcast, the first of many. I actually made the mistake of thinking that Dave Dombrowski was actually Dan Duquette. That's why I said he was an Orioles guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So did I. And I was thinking about his son. Yeah. Dombrowski, Dombrowski, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Einhorn is Finkel. And Duquette's no better. So no. I like Duquette. But no, Dombrowski, like Dombrowski. has championships. But why? Dombrowski gives you a town. shot. Like I said, Dombrowski gives you a shot. Look where the Detroit Tigers are right now and where they were after he left. How okay. many years did they finish dead last to get that number one overall right. draft pick? Right. I'll just, tell you this. He traded away the whole farm, and he he's, like I said, if you're looking for a World Series like the Red Sox were a couple of years ago, that's fine. Exactly. But in terms of yes. sustainability over a long period of time, he's not going to get you there. They're not in a rebuilding stage. They got guys like Alex Brom. They got, yeah, they yeah. got Reese Hopkins. No, they need to win. They, they gotta win. Nice, they're gonna get more. They're gonna burn down the town. What what Dombrowski is? Dombrowski is like that shady college basketball coach that does every single recruiting scandal, gets all the players in, and then leaves town before it all crashes and burns. That's what Dombrowski is. Not mad at him for that. I mean, the Florida Marlins. What a experiment that he turned into a championship. I again apologize for confusing those two. Shoutouts, Dave Dombrowski. Shoutouts, Dan Duquette Jr. Okay, Dan Duquette Jr. Don't even know if Dombrowski has kids. Could, no idea. Uh, no idea. I no know. idea. Does does or if you're Harper right now and you signed with Philly and you thought it was about to be the spot, the fact that you don't even have your organization together does that scare you? No, for that much money, it's the spot. Yeah, yeah I guess I mean, you're right. You have to take that. He's not worried I, about I, them. I, I there's there's no uh... there's no ballot fraud out there in Pennsylvania for him. He the no. ballots have been counted. The money's in. Right. I just think it's uh, it's outstanding. The fact that the year immediately after he leaves the Washington Nationals, they win the World Series. Yes. Unbelievable. And, what, and what does that speak to? I, I, what, that tells me, I mean, culture. First of all, they, they, they didn't have a great start to the season. Uh, Dave Martinez did a great job with them. Second half of the year, they really turned it on. DeMar, shout out to DeMar. And obviously, when you got uh, a young player like Juan Soto just dropping tanks <laughs> left and right. One sure, of the, sure, the best young players in the game, Matt Scherzer, helps, Scherzer Strazzi, all those, all those Corbin. dudes. But you know, I think um, you look at the the chemistry of that club. You know, what what were they like when Bryce Harper was there? I mean, he's a pretty big personality, and I'm For sure, sure he, I'm sure he has effect on the clubhouse at you know to some degree, especially a star. You know, that star power he's got. Um, I think he's probably uh, not a great. Not a great uh, clubhouse guy. Uh, maybe more of a me, maybe more of a me guy. I, I don't know. 
I don't know him. I'm just speculating, so I'm just talking shit about him for no Listen, reason. Listen, me probably. guys can win championships, but it's even better when they don't, and the club they were on wins it the next year. <laughs> Karma, right? Look, look, I'm a fan of an irrelevant team, and I was pulling for the Washington Nationals that last year when they won it. Oh, God, that was perfect. Poetic justice, especially against Houston, everything going on there. That was the uh, – What do you have to setup. say for yourself in the Orioles organization? It's our first podcast. You might as well just defend yourself. There's there's video out there now that's floating around, a lot of memes. I don't know if anybody's seen it. And it has Chris Davis looking past a baseball. It was a picture taken last oh, year. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a strike right down the peck. And Jim Palmer's ripping him apart, our boy, Jim Palmer. Now, oh, just where? believe it or not, I'm very thankful you brought that up because Chris Davis did issue a quote yesterday about whether he was going to forfeit the rest of his contract. Of course, he signed a seven-year, plus million dollar deal about five years ago, and he's going nowhere. He made that very apparent in that quote that he's stuck in our organization. And, can, I, uh, can I bring up what, the quote? How many can years I bring up the quote? left on that? Two, two years? Three years? He's got, I gotta he's got look two up years left. Davis he's got quote. two years. At a I base believe, salary of $17 million a year. I believe, <laughs> believe he was quoted. He's now, now I don't want to him. He's now the second highest paid golfer behind Tiger Woods. <laughs> One Chris day Davis. ago, fellas, I want to let you know that Chris Davis, Chris Davis came out and said he's committed to playing in 2021, and he's, quote, unquote, I'm not throwing in the towel yet. That's a $161 million contract that, quote, unquote, he's not throwing in the towel in the middle of a pandemic. Well, as, as Michael Jordan once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And for Chris Davis, he's batted under 200 the past five years. For, for the better part of a decade, Chris Davis has batted under 200. And we're paying him over $20 million a year. He went yeah, on what, to say... What, what do his punchies look like? How many punch outs he, a year? He went on to say, I don't really want my career to end on the note that it's on right now. Adding that he's 100% fully committed to being at spring training with the Orioles and didn't even consider retirement in the offseason. He says... I don't want it to end the way things have gone the last few years for me. I think there's more of a story to be told as far as my contract is concerned. It, it, it is what it is. It's up to me. I'm not going anywhere. They knew what they were going to do. I understand the club is in a position right now to where they're trying to cut payroll, and I'm the big lump that they're kind of stuck with. But they kind of knew that when they were signing up for me. That's when, that's when they took the job. He's well, almost yeah. flipping it back on them like they're the employer. Right. What the fuck? Right. Yeah, they knew what they it's were like getting you guys, into. You guys should have known. He's basically telling the organization, you guys should have known I'm a horseshit hitter. Well, they and did know that. punch out 250 plus times a year, and I'm going to hit they under two bells. They did, know, they did know he was a horrible hitter. What they did, though, is if you look deeper into it, you know, Davis's agent, Scott Boris. He's also, the guy, man. Also was an agent of one Manny Machado who totally tried to leverage that to be like, hey, you want to uh, Machado back? Come over to this. Scott party. Boris is a hype machine. He's also the agent. He tells people that he knows. I've, if you listen to Starting Nine, one of my favorite podcasts out there, they have they have this guy on like he's like he's God. Like he comes on and the Scott Boris voice comes down from above. And they love him. And I, I get it. He's great. Like he's he is actually a, a great agent. I want him to be my agent. I shit. I'd want him to go buy a car for my mom down at the parking, like the, the the fucking Action Chevrolet dealer, because he this guy's the man. He gets the best deals. The problem is he's got guys like Matt Harvey on his Rolodex. He's got guys like Chris Davis. Like I'm not getting duped if I'm an, a Major League Baseball GM if he no, comes to right. the door. <laughs> you're right there. You have guys like, for example, this week you got Rosario from Minnesota. He's like a 30, 40 home run a year guy. 
right. you, you know, getting non-renewed because of COVID. Because <laughs> he's still <laughs> COVID like, season. Like, you got to be kidding me. That, that a guy like Davis didn't pay this. And a guy like Rosario can't even get a deal from a team he's been with his whole life because of COVID. I, I don't know. It blows my yeah, that, that that's going to be very interesting too this off season with the effects of COVID on the finances of the game. Well, so there's a there's all, a bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of guys that were non-tendered uh, that are yeah. good players. Beyond non-tenured, look at what's going on right now with the minor leagues. I mean, just the control that the owners want going down to 150 players, capping them on their international. Well, they didn't really mess with the international too much, but. I think it's kind of unbelievable that the owners are as greedy as they are, and they just. I mean, where I'm from, we just lost the minor league team. They just big yeah. dicked it, just completely big dicked. They're like, we're not coming back. Smell you. Yeah, there's just there, there's no money in it. They're losing. I guarantee they got to be losing a ton of money down there in the minor leagues. Um, they always were. It's just it, yeah. they always were. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. You need to trim the fat a little bit. Um, and it's going to elevate competition. But I wonder how how is it going to work with affiliate? Like prospects, are they gonna so have they a have a bunch, bunch of different different prospects on different teams playing together? Or I mean, what what's the deal? They have this plan to have a major league baseball draft league. So the idea is to kill the other leagues, and the freshman year is going to be the Appy League, the Appalachian State League. For folks that don't know what that is, former short season, excuse me, long season A, right? I think it was a, I think it was long season A ball um now that's going to become a place where the top you the the players in college that don't go to team usa they'll be headed to the appy league sophomores that are the best cape juniors the best seniors that are the best are being told they can go play in the major league baseball draft league which is not a minor league team but funded in part by major league baseball and sponsored by pbr which is the prep baseball report, which is just another scouting service for you. I was older hoping people. you were going to say like Paps Blue Ribbon. It's not Paps Blue Ribbon. It could be, but no, 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 no. So tough spot, tough spot for everybody to be in. Um, the rich get rich or, um, you know, communities well, lose. They're trying to reinvent the wheel and it's not really going to apply to this market. You think about it, you have – they're trying to put more of an emphasis on college baseball, but baseball is more of an international sport now than it ever was. So, you know, you have people coming from all these, you know, Latin American countries that are ready to play. They're ready to play at that higher level of competition. And either they have to find a way to go to college and afford their trip here for college, or they have to be able to immediately compete in the major leagues, which has never, ever happened. And that's well, a model. I don't know where gonna they're going to put those people now. Now they have a cap on exactly. how many people they can yep. put on those teams. So it's like they can't exactly. I think the game is going to be more competitive than it ever has. It's going to continue to kill off because I think we can all agree that Major League Baseball is the absolute worst out of all of the major sports franchises at doing the best for their game. Um, well, it's a step above the D League in the NBA. I, I will say that uh, it's a yeah, step no, above. No, because no, it's not because the D League is now called the G League and the Gatorade League, and these guys are getting money out of freaking high school now. Well, they paying them like seventy grand, eighty grand. No, Bubba, the they're, they're they talking hundred grand. They're 100K. talking two hundred grand right out of right out of high school if you want to sign on. Instead of in the minor leagues, taking a bus from shitty town to to little town. <laughs> Making what five hundred bucks a month, living right. off your signing bonus, basically. An NFL, you just can't. 
No, you can't. No, you can't. So, I mean, although you can, I mean, again, this is another crazy theory is that you have to go to college to be able to play a professional sport. That's somehow it's different. I, yes. The le- I don't I mean like that. I mean, the level of talent's different. I understand that, but like, it's the same thing. Guys. I just, the, I think the physicality of it, of the NFL, there's no way a kid coming out of high school would be able to survive in the NFL. Yeah, but these kids aren't even going to opinion. high school. Like a, a freshman at Michigan went two years at prep school, took a took a post grad year. Yeah, like twenty one year old for the good old twenty year old freshman. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing twenty year old freshmen the other day when I'm watching college football games. Like you're telling me they're not prepared? Then I I don't believe it. Hey, listen, I'm all for. I mean, listen, you want to talk about safety and all that? Um, but if a guy's ready to play guys ready to play in my opinion is it um, safe to say that basketball does the best job at promoting their their athletes individual players absolutely individually yes yeah yeah yep, no question i think major league baseball's really missed out i'm not a conspiracist uh, on, 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 on highlighting their their stars but, well yeah they, they missed out on highlighting their stars but they didn't sell their soul to their stars you know you don't have jordan rules you don't no, have all that. That's, exactly. That's true as well. Bring in the Jordan rules. Pete Rose, bring them back. Bonds love the Maguire. <laughs> still love them. Look, what the I was fuck a, are we talking well, about? Like, when I played ball, I was a mid reliever. I'm not ready to get squeezed to the number three hitter of a team because of the Jordan rules. I'm not ready for that. That's not what I want. But like, you don't think Jeter had a different strike zone? Like this dude hopped no, over the, guy, the, the guy ball. Could hit. Like, the guy could hit. If he jammed like, him inside, he'd still hit it to right field. He could hit. He was a great athlete. He was a freak. I just, I just think baseball has done such a poor job of like we're watching Mike Trout who's probably the best player we'll ever be able to lay eyes on you know I hope not I hope there's somebody better that comes but the stats say he's the best guy we're watching and what the shit this guy can't even and he's literally clean cut I mean freaking Tim Tebow was a a shitty quarterback in the NFL and he gets more love in the minor leagues than Mike Trout gets in the bigs so it's fucking crazy (laughs) I got a great story about Tim Tebow for you and I'm sure we're going to have a guest on the show in a couple episodes, Bluto. And Bluto saw Tim Tebow play in a minor league game. <laughs> and the other team walked the bases loaded to face Tebow. And then they pinch it for Tebow. <laughs> That's what happened. That's the faith they have in Tim Tebow. <laughs> Listen, right the there. fact that Steve Cohen said that he is, there's a possibility that he makes the major leagues this year. Sure. Is an absolute slap. Well, first off, Steve Cohen is a hype machine. He's the man. Um, he's going to force other owners in baseball to change the game and actually do shit probably the way we want to see it. But we'll get to that at a different point. You've paid attention but, to the game long enough to know that if the Mets sign somebody, they're going to move on it. They're going to totally bust there. So. But what the shit are we talking about? Tim Tebow might make it to the major well, league? Well, okay. That's, that's hey, hey, look. The Mets are out of the playoff race. The Mets are out, out of the playoff race. Why not bring Every him up year. in September? Why not bring him up in September when they're already out of it? It's going to happen. It's Why not last year? Well, last year is a fluke. Last year's COVID. Okay, last perfect year. Season. But it was a perfect year. Yeah. What better you don't year have, than COVID You don't have year. the fans there. You don't have the fans there supporting him. Yeah, you can't drive. Yeah, so you bring Tim Tebow up. So you'd have to look him in the that's goddamn a, face. That, that's a sellout. <laughs> In the, in the in the stadium, Tim T. Well, the least he weekend. could do is bless the goddamn stadium before and, and maybe get rid of the COVIDs. Should have him there as a reverend, not as a goddamn. What, baseball what are player. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on on the current state of the game uh, in general? Um, to me, being a lifelong baseball fan, um, I find it very difficult 
to get through a major league baseball game, a full nine inning game. It's just to me, the amount of punch outs, the amount of deep counts to me, pitchers working deeper counts, throwing more pitches in a shorter number of innings to me. I, the, uh, it's just not it. that exciting. It's not. Very I mean, I love baseball, but like the, the analytics crunch that everybody's on and the, you know, the launch angle, the, you know, people basically listen, I'm all for the bat flips. I know you're, you're not a fan, Lukey. I know. No, I'm, I'm know, good with but, it. I'm just not a fan of showing your ass. Like, and I there, think we're getting to a, a place where we are showing our but, ass, but we could be, we could be like, you see, you see what the NFL did with uh touchdown celebrations and things like that. Let it ride right. a little bit this year. And, and right. that's fun. That's all in good fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm for bat flips. I'm for, I'm for that. And yeah, I'm, not for sh- I'm not for showing up the other guy. I'm also not um, for, I'm, I also bugs me to watch guys like Cano not run down the fucking line and it'd be okay. No, well, now that, that's, even, that's even a smaller, Canelo. that's a smaller you know, demon. You have yeah. guys like like well, Eduardo Robbie Rodriguez. likes the saucy. <laughs> we well, we know as soon as yes. Robbie signed that contract in Seattle, he wasn't going to give great effort. You have guys that, like that guaranteed money. You have guys like Eduardo Rodriguez out there that take forty seconds in between pitches. That's worse than anybody bat flipping. That's worse than anybody running down the line. Right. It, right. it keeps your defense in the game. It keeps the game moving. You have that motivation, and yeah, the culture of the game has changed, and it'll change again. It's cyclical. You'll be back to that, you know, Wally's wall banger, you know, days where you, you hit gappers, you have base stealers, and all of a sudden putting the bat on the ball actually has value in right. baseball. But right now it's all about the three-run home run. It's the Earl Weaver game that we're talking about. I mean, about. there's that, and then there's the, the bullshit raise theory. Let's have two starters. Let's roll out, <laughs> you know, three guys, three innings in a pop. Like, that's not fun for me. I want to see God. a guy go out and, and, and work. The fucking Kevin Cash yes. theory of managing. <laughs> yep. I don't Thank think you. that's Kevin Cash, though, fellas. It is. I, think it is. I think that's the raise. I don't think it's. You think Kevin Cash has that much pull? Yes. Why would he? He's the guy that pulls out Blake Snell. He's the guy that pulls out not only in the World Series, but also the ALCS. And, and you think about Kevin, Kevin Cash, like, look. Thank God they're a small market team. Honestly, thank God they're a small market team because they never re-sign anybody. Ever. Oh, because nobody wants to. I mean, Blake Snell, like, I don't know how he is as a person, guys, but if you just watch his pod, like, or his uh, Twitch or anything like that, he gives you such, like, creepy white trash. I think I'm a thug guy. Uh, well, he throws vibes. over 90 miles per hour. They all do that. Um, no, no, no. Like, he, he's almost the wankster. Um, he, he's, uh, he's almost a, a little bit too much for me. Like, he grew okay, up. Okay, Joshua, what are your thoughts on Charlie Morton? What about Charlie Morton? Is he a normal guy? No. Well, I don't know. Kevin Cash pulls him early, too. He was third in Cy Young voting two years ago. Charlie Morton's not a normal guy. Charlie Morton has an unbelievable curveball. It's weird. Um, But he still gets pulled in the fourth, fifth. No, I'm not saying it's a personal thing with Blake Snell. I'm just saying there's something about Blake Snell that when it happened, I was like, ha, 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 sucks, bitch. And they lost, and I was like, "Oh, sucks for Kevin Cash, too." I said that to Kevin Cash immediately. I hate that guy. I, I don't, I don't like anybody who tries to overcoach and overmanage. You know, I don't. Well, that's the thing. I'm a Yankees fan. I'll say it. I'm not, but I'm never going to give them, you know, the 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 jobber, you know, approach. So don't worry. But yeah, I mean, I hate Aaron Boone. Like, whatever. Yeah, they've shit. Yankees have a great club, though. 
they're, every they're year set, we have a great set, club they're set up but you want to talk about cashman cashman's yep. cashman's done a great job there um, you got severino coming back not not signing you know getting you know they cut they cut all those uh get, finally got rid of all those long contracts between was it Teixeira, a-rod sabathia tanaka all those guys Tanaka's a free agent right but bye, probably bye. Yeah, probably he's gone walk. oh he's gone I don't think they're calling back. No, I would. Th- I would think so. What's he's Herman? Something... Is Herman coming back or what? Oh yeah, he's back. He beat. He beat his uh, wife last year, I believe. Yeah, is his arm. Is his arm uh, yep. rested from that? Well, it's well rested. I think you're thinking of Severino, who had uh, Tommy John, and Severino's coming back. But Herman, Herman's well rested. Luckily, yeah. he didn't have any cuffs on. But yeah, he yeah. beat his wife. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we have some younger guys that are coming back. Uh, Debbie Garcia, who was really yeah. good down the but that, that, that crafty, club is, crafty that, Garcia. That club is the opposite of what a Dame, Dave Dombrowski club would look like, because they're not only <laughs> built. They're not only built to win now; they're built to win the future. Well, the reason why that happened is because the Yankees, for the first time in like twenty years, actually said, "You know what? We're going to not be in contention one year." Right. And, and then all gonna, of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> when that happened, they had Aaron Judge happen to emerge right. from the heavens and drop down right. to your right. feet. And all these other players happen to drop down Emerged from the competitive team. Really? Right. Literally. He did. And I Listen, think, uh, I think they are a model of consistency, but the reality is the Yankees have only won one time since 2009. I hate that on my own podcast with my friends. I, I have to sit and tell you guys that the Yankees actually suck. We're not that good. Oh, what are you talking about? We're a model of consistency. They're right. We will be there at the end of the year. We haven't won since friggin' 83. You're talking to an <laughs> Orioles fan. <laughs> Yeah, Alex. I mean, yeah. your your guys are pathetic. The Orioles are absolutely pathetic. He You're still rolling off, off Cal yeah, Ripken. Turn off the TV after April. I got guys Every that I know year. that are that are Orioles fans talking about Brooks Robinson and Cal Ripken and weren't even alive for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I just as a Red Sox fan, I look at the Yankees and what Cashman's done, and it's simple. It's cool. You don't have to fucking blow your wad with free agents every year. Right. Like that's okay. You know, you don't have to trade away your farm. Uh, and I look at the Red Sox roster. I fucking I can't stand the Red Sox roster right now. I think we're still <laughs> we're, we're still paying Pablo Sandoval to to make a uh, veteran minimum playing for the was he playing for the Giants again? I think or Pablo Sandoval is making Giants, a yes. couple minimum salaries more than he was with the Red Sox. <laughs> I think he signed on with with the Giants and then they cut him loose. Right. And then he signs on with the Braves and then they cut him loose. Yeah. And so he's we're like still, a million dollars um, richer because of it for sucking. Right. It's it's just the, the, you know, and Red Sox fans will say, well, we can't afford to rebuild. Well, why not? Do you, would you rather be you a can good, afford to rebuild? What yeah. Of- would you rather be a good team for a long period of time or win a World Series and then be dog shit for three or four years um, or, or be in contention, um, trade away all your best prospects and then fall short or, you know, yeah, maybe win win another World Series, but then be absolutely terrible and have to rebuild for three or four years. But we can't afford to rebuild, apparently. So let's just go spend stupid money on a free agency. And Boston can afford it. Put, put ourselves over the luxury tax again for three <laughs> or four years in a row. And it's just like, come on. Well, that brings you back look. to your boy Dombrowski. <laughs> right. That totally puts him in the situation he left you in. And we come full circle, but you have no farm system now because he's just drained it. Right. <laughs> like, like, what do you expect him to do? You have right. money. You have to... Buy some guys, and then hopefully they pay off. Are you guys saying that prospects. Dave Dombrowski is the devil? No, not at all. 
I don't know him as a person. I just think if you're, I think he if is. If you're looking for for long term success, Dave Dombrowski is not your guy. Lukey, I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying, but I got Alex. It's selling your it's- soul. He's selling your soul. <laughs> Would you want to sell your soul for a World Series? Yes. Hey, Miami, you have no baseball history. Do you want a World Series? Oh, they have a history. Yes, Dombrowski. they do. <laughs> Dave Dombrowski literally. They did in 97. They had history in 97. It, it was created in 97. I'm just saying they that's legit. What, that's the only year he was GM for that team. World <laughs> that's Series. why that happened. World oh, Series. you want a World Series? I'll sell everybody. I'll sell everybody you have for the good players. The Edgar Renneria's, the Gary Sheffield. Dave, Dave Dombrowski is the equivalent of that really smoking hot girl who's absolutely batshit crazy, and you know it. But you know there's going to be some really great nights ahead of you if you go down this path. Can we call him Elaine? But but yeah, we can call him Elaine. But you also know there's a there's going to be a bunch of fucking dog shit nights ahead of you as well, and you're going to have to put up with a bunch of shit. Dave so you have that choice to make. Is Dave a smoking hot girl that is going to give you chlamydia, but you're signing up for it, is what you're saying. And you're all in for it. You're like, hey, I'm going to have some. I'm going to have a couple great nights here. And we're going to so let you're going to get some and we're going to let it ride. We're going to let it ride. And then uh, <laughs> and then you're going to end up paying for a couple months down the road. You know? Oh, Jesus. So. Oh, Jesus. So speaking about pathetic, Josh, you brought up something to me this week when we were texting back and forth. You totally watched that Tyson fight, didn't you? I 100 percent. I didn't pay for it. My brother in law paid for it. But me and him, we uh, we put a bet on it. I put my money on Jones, figuring he stopped fighting like three, four years ago. Now, he looked like he had the be- the belly and body of Will Ferrell, an anchor man when he uh, actually just Will Ferrell, period. And then Mike Tyson looked like he was battling um, slight onset of Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, they wasted $50 to $100 of money. Um, I don't know how much my brother-in-law paid for it. I didn't really look into it. Just just showed up. And then my brother-in-law got pretty mad because I was getting it on my Facebook live. But uh, yes, we did watch it. Um, the first two fights were okay. They weren't even good fights. The, uh, the Jake Paul fight, Logan Paul, whatever Paul, who gives a fuck. Um, that was like a hugging match. And, and the, the knockout punch was more of like a push away. More than a, than a box. If he if he boxes somebody that knows how to box, and he's gonna get his doors blown off. And then the Tyson fight, I thought Tyson actually won, but the, the real winner of that night was Snoop Dogg. Uh, Uncle Snoop, uh, for everybody that grew up and had people telling him that if you smoke pot, you're gonna be a loser and not do anything. Uncle Snoop has 55 jobs, and he did a hell of a job that night. Um, that's, that's like saying to your the kid, fight. that's like saying to your kid that you should drink beers and eat a shit ton of food, and you're gonna be Babe Ruth. I don't, I don't know, Ali. He did a great job. If you watch the fight or listen, I think uh, maybe we could put it up on the poll on the Instagram this week, and I can get some numbers for us for next week. I'll write that down. Poll for Uncle Snoop. Like, is is he a dude? Is he an announcer now? I I love Uncle Snoop. Hey, I got a story for you guys here. I was just, uh, and it doesn't have anything to do with baseball, but we're a uh, sports podcast. Did you see what LSU is doing, the football program? Did you hear anything Cheating. about that? <laughs> so they're, they're, they're currently under investigation for a level one violation. So apparently there was uh, a parent of a former player that was getting paid $180,000 a year for, to not show up for a job uh, on campus or Makes something sense. like that. 
So anyways, uh, LSU this year, uh, out of any year, in order to get on the good side of the NCAA and be proactive, like, you know, some schools will try and do under investigation. Sure. They self-impose a bowl game ban for the 2020 season. Uh, yes. uh, now, how generous. With that being said, LSU is currently three, has a three and five record. Oh, yeah. And has basically no chance to even make a bowl game in 2020. And maybe it's different because it's COVID. Not all of the teams in college football are participating because typically you need to be at least a 500 club from what I understand. But sometimes they'll give you an exception if you're like a little under. How fucking brutal is that where the university is trying to make it seem like they're doing the right thing when they know they have absolutely no chance at any success in the postseason. Oh, it's all it's all a game. And I'll tell you it's what all, the, it's all a game. Like, I'll tell you, you what if, you think if they were eight and oh and the number one or two team in the country, they would be self-imposing a postseason ban right now. You know, the way to go about this, the way to go about this, you look at the Kansas basketball Jayhawks right now. Last year they were given the mandate that they have a lack of institutional control. And that is an exact quote from the NCAA. And who do they bring out? to their court for the opening night of basketball practice, Uncle Snoop. They bring out Uncle Snoop. You're saying this is... Firing up dollar bills on the middle of Fog Allen Courthouse. What's good, baby? He's going right out there. Bill Self, pay me. Fuck you, pay me, Uncle Snoop. Bill Self does not... Uncle Snoop, Billy Self... Bill Self gets in Final Fours. Bill Self doesn't put himself under mandates. Listen, no. At the end of the day, to answer your question, Luke, LSU did what they thought was best. Um, you know, co- co- <laughs> let's let's just explain that their coach is more than a character. He is an absolute movement. So he's not going anywhere. Uh, he knew it was going to be a poop year. A lot of guys opted out before the season. Everybody knew that. He, they have a lot of guys going into the draft that did not play this season. So they they did this and started this process and the wheels turning when, you know, coach came through and probably told them they were going to be poopy, explained it to the donors, explained it was going to be a down year. Love the angle from the PR department, love the angle from the marketing department, uh, not mad at LSU. And, and to touch on Uncle Snoop, if you guys come at him again um, at any time in this podcast, our ultimate goal, I think, is to get him on this podcast. Now, like we'll have Bluto, which everybody has to know that's Al's dad. He's a character in himself, but we're going to have Snoop like we have to get Snoop Dogg. I don't know how the hell we're going to get to him, but one of we have 800 followers. What's his cameo? Fee? Is, what was his cameo fee for a podcast appearance? Do we know it was like 500? <laughs> oh, no, he'll when come on. Cameo, for free. We'll get him on. No, no, no. When cameo came out, he was he was hot in the streets and he was doing a lot of work on there. And then I think he he's now. I don't have cameo on my phone, but let me check how much he costs on camera. We don't. He's definitely it. still on there. We got the followers. We'll get him on. We'll we can on. crowd. We can crowdfund the shit out of this. Absolutely. Can we get in trouble from the government for crowdfunding for getting Snoop on? Lukey, is that illegal? That's a great question. I'll have to look into that with my team, my legal team. Snoop's cost on Cameo. 900, 900. But he gives he gets a hundred five. He has he has the best reviews. This guy will do exactly what you ask. We a hundred percent gotta get Uncle Snoop. Nine hundred bucks. You know, I actually had a guy like that one time. I was out um, with a night on the town with John Rocker. Let me tell you this. I was out with John Rocker one night. Whatever you wanted that man to say, he would call any Met fan you know and tell them a piece of his mind. 
And that's what I want from Snoop Dogg. I want that John Rocker honesty to the Met fans, 100%. If you think I'm wasting Boston Chops and our geez, Pork Chops, that can't be our nickname. <laughs> pork oh, God, that can't be our nickname. Um, but if you think we're wasting our, our, our followers' money, then no, absolutely not. We're not wasting their money no on – on, no, Snoop is definitely we're, – we're, we're paying for him, but he's not going to say anything stupid. It's going to be something positive, 100%. He's an intellectual, yes. John Rock, are you kidding me? This guy made a speak English campaign. I'm not bringing him on our camp. Listen, uh, we, kill, are, that, we are not political. Podcast before we start. Yeah, <laughs> we're not a political podcast. That's like the one checkbox we're not going to hit on iTunes. We're not talking po- – like pe- some people might hate us for our honesty. That's fine. Um but we're not talking politics like John Rocker would crush us, crush us early. It would be it would be fucking hilarious to get him on, though. It would It'd be great. It would. You have to. You have to admit that. All right. Fuck it. Throw him on the list. But I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's going to kill. It's going to kill us. Put him on the list. <laughs> yeah. Put him on the list. I mean, he's probably. Do you think he's on cameo, guys? Should I look at that? Get him on with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Let's get him on with Snoop. All right. So another thing that we do want to talk about, we have COVID being a big deal here. Luke, you had a friend on a business appearance on Fox Business Channel today, correct? I did. I did. A, a great friend of mine. Um, met him in college, actually, my first college. I went to a few different colleges, as, as we'll probably get into. Uh, I didn't stick around very long at many of these places, probably due to academics uh, for the most part, uh, or just overall general attitude at that point in time in my life. But a great friend of mine, Sam, uh, Sam Glenn out of Rhode Island. He was actually on Fox Business uh, today with Neil Cavuto, uh, out of all people. Um, He owns two restaurants in the state of Rhode Island. And recently, uh, Governor uh, Gina Raimondo uh, put a two-week pause, I guess you can say. Uh, Yeah, that's what it's called. A two-week pause. And apparently she just extended it an additional week. So we're looking at a three-week pause. Um, We're talking about uh, there's still indoor dining um, at maybe, I think, 30% capacity. It was 60% uh, going into this thing. Uh, Takeout, um, obviously outdoor dining, but we're looking, uh, we're currently at December 10th here. And outdoor dining in the Northeast is pretty much, uh, pretty much over with. Getting into the winter months, we just had snow earlier. Was it late last week? So, a lot of small businesses are in a tough spot. Uh, while uh, large box stores such as your WalMarts and stop, right. you know, Stop and Shops, Lowe's, all the, all those places. Are, and what is Sammy still looking? opening? Uh, it's called Chomp. Uh, Chomp Chomp RI, I believe, is their handle uh, on Instagram. He has two locations: one Warren, Rhode Island; one Providence. He just opened up. Uh, you know, he he's, he's doing okay, fortunately. But uh, you know, I actually talked to him a little bit earlier today. And uh, he, he has quite a few friends who own other restaurants that, that aren't doing so hot uh, that may not survive, you know, the, the, these lockdowns or shutdowns uh, and get through the next couple of weeks. I mean, especially, you know, restaurants are working on tight margins. Yep, for uh, sure. So, you know, just I just want to bring uh, bring some attention to it. And, you know, for for all all you people out there, your, your local small local businesses, just do, do the best you can. It, it, you know, obviously, if you're in a position to do so. You know, there are a lot of people out there who, who aren't in a great position. Um, 
you know, and our thoughts are with you, but uh, just do the best you can to support small businesses because they, they need your support now. Um, Cause you know, we're going to look up at the end of this thing and shoot, we're probably going to lose at least 30% of them out there. For sure. I think that, I think that's the numbers I've been hearing is 30% and shout out Sammy. He's the man. Um, obviously praying for all our small business owners and anybody who owns a business, you know, these big box stores and, and, basically people who have lobbyists and, and line the pockets of the, the politicians, they're okay. And, and, and they're the getting bailouts. Need, the government <laughs> needs it. The government needs their taxes too. Right. That's right. 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 They need and money. you so. know, a lot of people out there and, and I feel for the people that, that don't have jobs and, and that are going through stuff and the teachers, the, the nurses, the police officers, firefighters, homeless shelters, and you know, list goes on. But the reality is, you know, people like Sammy who have taken a risk on himself, taken out loans, uh, employed you know tens tens of people's uh made families dreams come true you know those guys are they they need our help and and unfortunately we're not doing a really good job um you know as a, as a government or, or as a community to to do do what we need to do to keep right. them alive right yeah and it, it's not just the the shutdowns right and the minimizing of you know the shutdowns without scientific data right because the, right. they, they did these shutdowns thinking restaurants were contributing um, and the numbers really haven't changed the past couple of weeks. Right. Well, the thing that scares me is like, you know, we shut down here in New York and, and we were at like 600 cases a day. We're now at like 7000 cases mm-hmm. a day. And, um, you know, our governor's getting Emmys and, and he's popular. He's putting out books <laughs> and, you know, everybody loves them. His approval ratings are through the roof. It's a presidential run, too, coming up. It's way. possible. Again, we're not a we're not a political we're not a political uh, no, podcast, no. but we're gonna say this: small businesses, Sammy, everybody that's going through it right now in the pandemic. I mean, athletes too. I mean, Christ, to, to perform as an athlete, there injuries in the NFL every week, and and it's just baseball, same thing. It was just guys are guys were not able to perform at their peak, and 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 this is definitely a weird year, and it will be a weird next year. Um, no matter where you right. stand, Republican, Democrat, let's just hope we can make it through this and, and not see too many places like Sammy's, you know, right. go out of business. Cause that's, that's yeah. more people on unemployment guys. That's more people that don't have uh, the ability to, to chase the American dream. Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be praying for everybody. And uh, like I said, whatever you can, can do to support. Um, but you know, Neil Cavuto. a lot. Yeah, I know. I, was I wasn't surprised. a wedding with this guy. I saw, I saw the link on, At zero uh, to on 60. Facebook. I saw the. I link. was in a wedding with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he posted on Facebook, I think, two days ago, and he got some. We're traction. gonna post that on our Instagram. He was for on. Sure, he was on. Followers. I think News Channel Ten in, in Rhode Island. And then I saw a link of him. You know the, how they do the split screen. Yep. And I saw his face with Neil's, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I can't oh, believe yeah. he made it there." And he did. He did a great job. It was a five-minute clip. And he wasn't bashing anybody by any means. You know, it is, like I said, we're all trying to do the best we can. And, you know, these restaurants spent tens of thousands of dollars just to try and, you know, whether it's uh, uh, sanitation supplies and just trying to to make sure all the customers are safe. Um, You know, but for for whatever reason, the restaurant industry sort of um, caught the short end of the stick here. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's just like I said, not just restaurants, but in general, because of the pandemic, it, it's it's made for a pretty shitty uh, experience for for our country. All right. So without further ado, 
Josh, I hear you got some bets available. Some lines that well, everybody's been waiting yeah, we're for. We're gonna go through the bets here. We got uh So let me just state this first. For the bets, we have a podcast wager that we have right now. Number one, whoever gets the most bets correct in the podcast, we choose the booze that is available next week for other podcasters. Second, correct. if you have the least amount correct, you win the plastic jug, which means the other viewers get to choose which plastic jug brand of alcohol you will be consuming the next week. Seagrams. Okay. We got to go Seagram's. Mo Seagram's. Absolutely. Zubra, the dirty D. The dirty D. Mo, my- Mo definitely. Absolutely. So here we go. Without further ado, our game of the week. We're going to follow North Dakota basketball. Um, we're going to do that, and we'll get into a story about that a little bit. Um, we want one college. team that has no relevance in our bets. Everybody. Absolutely no relevance. And tonight they were taking on South Dakota. So we had probably what is the most hype machine, absolute hype machine of a game you could possibly have. There's nothing else going on up there. Can we agree? Like there's absolutely nothing going on. Absolutely nothing. So here we are. We got South Dakota minus three and a half. We have, we're going to use a site called Odd Shark for our listeners, oddshark.com. Gives you some pretty good picks. It gives you a projected score. Uh, from the computer, and then and that's over 10,000 simulations, and then it gives you a public consensus. So here's what we got. We got the predicted score 75 to 69, South Dakota over North Dakota. The computer pick is South Dakota minus three and a half. Okay? The public consensus is North Dakota plus three and a half. Um, Alex, what's your I'm, pick? I'm a man of the people. I go North Dakota all the way, 100%. I'm with the people. Yeah, we're across the board on North Dakota on this, guys. North Dakota. We're across the board, and the over-under total was 143. I don't like that line for these clubs. Um, I'm going to tell you why. Because they're little-ass baby clubs. I see like a 66-65 game, like a barn burner, and somebody's mom and somebody's cousin Okay, they are on the team and their their family's family is across the court. Like this is a rivalry game, guys. Like this is serious shit. Well, you know what, Josh? Baby teams mean baby defenses too. I'd pick in the over. He's going up. I'm I'm hammering the under. I want to tell you why, because they're they're little little baby teams. Little baby teams, little baby defenses, little baby offenses. Who's dropping fifty on North Dakota? I don't even we have to look up these guys. We have to start being more fans of, of them. As well. So next next week, I will tell you a little bit more about North Dakota as a club. This week, we just picked it. Lukey, what do we got for a score? Um, first and foremost, did South Dakota cover? So we we, we won on the spread. So it's first a- of all, the records of both these clubs going into it. South Dakota Coyotes were 0-3. North Dakota Fighting Hawks were 0-3 as well. Uh, Someone's North, leaving with a W. North Dakota, yep. North Dakota won seventy-five to seventy-one. Allie. So they covered the uh, the spread. What was the what was the uh, over again? One forty-three. So they sure did, baby. Over. Congratulations. I was pretty Al. close because the computer predicted what the score was going to be. One forty-five. Seventy was it seventy-four to seventy-one or something? A rivalry game with baby defenses. You take the over. Projected score was seventy-five one. to sixty-nine. So they were right there. They were. They were at always. 
they even pay attention to those games in North Dakota and South Dakota. Wow. How about that? Hey, big game tomorrow night with uh, North North Dakota's coming back tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. South Dakota State coming in town. Oh, South Dakota State's good. <laughs> is this another rivalry? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> North Dakota State is good. North Dakota State's good, not South Dakota State. <laughs> so, wait, wait. This isn't even – wait, wait. There's a North. I, all right, this is this might sound really bad, but like, how many fucking teams do they have for college basketball in these two states? Probably four. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm going to include Wyoming. You got your, your, you got your Dakota universities, and then your states. The states. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, is Air Force in Colorado? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You got any other games for us, Josh? Uh, I have plenty of games that I'm interested on the on the on the football matches on on Saturday and Sunday. First off, we got Miami, North Carolina. North Carolina is the underdog minus three. Um, guys, I'm a huge Miami fan. We've only lost one game. We I think we've had the best quarterback kit and king we've ever had. I I don't know how we would be considered uh, plus three. I don't know what you guys feel on this one. If you guys have been paying attention, North Carolina's had some big wins this year. Um, but I mean, Christ, Butch Davis, the, the lineage of North Carolina football, they're just like a pesky team. That's a basketball school that sometimes just upsets people for no reason. Um, but I've seen North Carolina play. They've got a pretty good quarterback. So uh, you're going to take North Carolina. Luke? I think I'm going to take North Carolina. Yeah. Al yep. to cover. Was it three? Covered. It's three. They're getting three. It's a three. Yep. Okay. Allie? I'm taking the Hurricanes on this one. I appreciate that. Okay. Next game. We're going to move on. Next game. I'm going with Mac Brown. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I love Mac Brown. This, this, this next game for me is going to be um, – I've taken this personal because I've lost some money from these guys this year because their quarterback, Bo Nix, is the epitome of wishy-washy week to week in his sophomore slump campaign after winning freshman of the year in the sec so we got auburn versus mississippi state mississippi state getting seven i'm gonna take auburn because bo Nix needs to show the fuck up shout outs to uh smoke monday on auburn smoke monday if i'm a dolphins fan um i'm gonna tell you guys if he's available in the draft smoke monday is the best cornerback now he got smoked by Alabama and had a bad bad weekend. But Smoke Monday, I think, is the most NFL-ready defender I've watched all season in college football. So we got Auburn versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State plus seven. What do you got, Lukey? I'm going with Auburn. I think they're going to put it on him. Okay. Okay. Allie? Auburn as well. All right. Everybody's taking Bo Nix and the boys. We're going to move on. Rivalry week, fellas. Probably the most famous game in the history of games. Uh, not much patriotism left out there for some folks, but we got a lot on this podcast. So we got Army versus Navy. Navy receiving seven. I'm okay. going to go Navy in the points right off the okay. bat. I'm going Navy in the points. Lukey? I'm taking Army. Army's a good club. They, they've they've played a tight schedule, tough schedule. They, they are compete. running. Team. They compete really well. They um, have to control the ball, Luke. Yep. That's tough. They're going to. Navy's not good. Now they're they're, they're going to win by two. Okay. I'd say ten. They'll win okay. by ten. Okay. I'm going okay. with Navy on this one. I'm going Navy. Big 
respect. Big respect. Blue Dough will never forgive me, but I'm going Navy. We have Army blood in our family. All right, so we I'm don't really to care too much about this next game, but um, it's a big West Coast game. So if we ever had everybody listen on the West Coast, shout outs. USC versus UCLA. UCLA plus three. I'm going USC. UCLA is just underwhelming. I watched one of their games this year. Um, they're just underwhelming, I guess, is the best. The, the, the whole Pac-10, the whole situation of the West Coast football vibe for me has been underwhelming for a very long time. Well, I think the, I'm pretty sure the Pac-10 did whatever they could not to play the season. Uh, but when they saw everybody else getting on board. Money, 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 yeah. money, money. You see the money. You, you have to. And even USC, they've barely scraped by this year. They beat Arizona State by one point, barely got by Arizona. Uh, and how many years now have we said that USC is back or everybody's saying USC uh, Every back. year Reggie and Bush is left. And they're real, right? Um, so I'm not a huge USC fan, but I also think US, UCLA blows. So a three-point spread is nothing for me right here. I think USC takes it. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not impressed by them by any means. We're going football Sunday. It's game time. We're leading off. We're going to pitch each of our teams. Um, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Champion Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Um, listen, you got Miami receiving eight. We can't get an offense going, but I think we have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, Tua is like a small baby uh baby lion uh he's simba he has not yet grown to be a big lion and to rule the jungle yet uh he gets beat but can he pull something together and cover by eight i gotta go with my team just because they're my team i don't think they can mahomes is gonna rip us apart but go ahead first of all it's very convenient that uh we start this podcast and the dolphins are actually in the hunt but they have eight wins. They have eight it, wins. That's it, their cap. It, it, four games it, it, to go yeah, versus four really tough teams. Yeah. So, <laughs> With yeah, four so, games so to go versus four really good teams. We have the potential for the Dolphins to do something different this year and actually uh, get to nine or ten wins and make the playoffs, which is great. But there's a possibility or we get nine wins and don't they get the back. Playoffs. They get back to 500 and lose, lose out, and uh, they become the same old Dolphins. But um, but I don't think so. I like Flores. I think he's doing a great job down there. Amazing job. Um, About the fist fight people. I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Two is not ready yet. Uh, he's just not there. Will he ever be? Ooh. I haven't seen enough yet. I just think injuries are a concern. Uh, and then you got Fitzy, who's uh, Hoop. Who, who can show up at any time and just just drop four four dimes for touchdowns at any given time or throw three picks and look terrible. So I like what Miami's doing, um, but it's a, it's the Chiefs. But the Chiefs has been known to play to play down to their competition as well. So you're going to cover. Um, you're going to go you're going to go Chiefs to cover. So I'll go Chiefs to cover, but I think it'll be I think it'll be a pretty Alex good looks sick right now. The hard thing here is do they cover? <laughs> Or do they not? I think that the Dolphins are always an eight-win team until they prove me wrong. I'm going with the Chiefs, but I do want to say one thing about Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is the John Kitna of this generation. Wherever they go, they will end up starting. There's just a way it happens to always work out for those people. John Kitna. 
Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, you name it. He always found a way to start. So does Fitzpatrick. I just, remember looking, the, I, I just remember looking looking up on Thanksgiving Day and always seeing John Kittner around somewhere. Yeah, he found a yeah. way for the he big was always game around. there. Yeah. He was always <laughs> Mainly with the Lions. The, the post okay. the Joey Harrington hangover. Yeah, John All right, Kittner. we'll move on. We'll move on. We're gonna go to Arizona, New York Giants, New York Giants plus two. Um, I think that I don't think the Giants are good enough to covered that I, I i got the cardinals all the way i think we've seen a fluke i mean they joe judge has done a great job uh it, you guys are running out colt mccoy um danny dimes is hurt zayquan's hurt this this team has a great future i think they're uh gonna be really good when they get to build around in the draft a little bit more this year and, and get to do some free agency moves and zayquan comes back healthy maybe daniel jones is the guy in the future but this weekend, give me the one of the hardest quarterbacks to cover in the NFL. Um, if you watch a Kyler Murray game, he's he's an absolute cheat code. I got should I got Arizona player. I got Arizona all the way. He uh, should be with the Athletics right now. Should I got Billy Arizona? Billy uh, who, what do we got, fellas? Arizona. Arizona. I mean, uh, the Giants are like I said, Joe. Judge, like you said, Joe Judge is doing a great job and. They've gotten a lot tougher. Their defense is, is tightening up. Uh, plus two is slim. Plus they're just not there. Slim. Yeah, they're just not there yet, which is fine. Um, and no, I'm okay with there. that. I'm okay with that because I'm a Patriots fan. Um, and they took they took uh, a lot of joy uh, out of our lives uh, on two two occasions. But I'm all, I'm all good with the Giants. I think they're uh, heading the right way. Just too too tight for Arizona, you know, with Kyler and all those guys over there. So. <laughs> And I mean, we'll we'll wrap this up because your your Patriots are currently playing the Rams tonight. Um, they're they're down right now, seven zero. But I will get to that later. Usually, we'll have another guy on here, Mike. He's an idiot, one of our favorite idiots. His Eagles and Jalen Hurts are playing the Saints this weekend, uh, and the Eagles are getting eight. I got the Saints to cover. I'll take that the all Saints day. no matter what. The, the Saints are. I mean, I got the Saints to cover the, that. The Eagles are, are done. You can tell they're packing it in. Play. Yeah, they're packing it. They're in. trying to get to vacation. You know, I had so know. much material ready for Jalen Hurts tonight, and then Mike didn't show up. But I'll tell you what, I cannot, in good faith, pick a team when Mike didn't show up that he roots for. I'm going Saints. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, those those are our picks. Um, we're also going to ask Luke because his team's off this weekend. Uh, Luke, give us an update on the State of the Union of the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton, great fashion guy, not so much Patriots quarterback are actually, guy. The Patriots are playing right now. Yes, they are. But give us a State of the Union of them right now. Um, They got a long way to go. I mean, Cam Newton's not the guy for me. He's obviously a great athlete, runs the ball well. Moves not, well. Not that great of a, a thrower of the football for me. <laughs> Um, and if you listen to a lot of people after the first, what is it, two or three games of the season, they're all ready to give him a, a multi-year deal and pay the guy. Um, and I just, like I said, I don't think he's he's the answer, um, but I don't think the Patriots have an answer at quarterback right now anyways. Stidham's not the guy. Um, they just have a roster that they need to rebuild. And in the NFL and the sal- with the salary cap league, you can only dominate and, and do it at a high level for so long before you lose 
uh, older players, free agency, um, things like that. I just don't think they have the talent on the roster right now. Um, and whether Brady was here or not, I don't think we'd be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, you think it was over last year anyway, no matter I what? I think it was over last year. I mean, we, we'd probably be better. I mean, we would be better with Brady, obviously, with the familiar, familiarity uh, of the team and the offense with McDaniels and all that. We, we'd be in a better spot. But uh, at, at some point, and, and it, if we're being honest, Bill Belichick hasn't been the greatest uh, talent evaluator at the draft either. Um, he's had some. Oh, I picks. debate that. I debate that. I like his linebackers. Really I like those linebackers. No, I like I the debate, linebackers I as well. It. You know, obviously he's better if you if you 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 put him up against like the New York Jets. Their draft. I don't even think they have any guys left in the league from three, four, or five years ago in their drafts. But uh, you can only be at the top for so long. So it's time for a little bit of a rebuild. Uh, get some more talent. I mean, shoot, we've accrued enough draft picks over the years. You just got to hit on them. And is Boston Chops calling for Bill Belichick's job? Are we the first official? Because I'm not calling for it. No, personally. no, not at all. I, I would never do that. Um, I don't he's know. Al? He's earned it. He's earned it. Al? He's earned there. it. You can't you can't keep him there. Can't do anything with him. I want to keep him there, but he's the smartest guy in Luke, the room. Luke, Luke, he just kind of made it sound like, yeah, you just kind of Bill made it Belichick, sound like Mike Krzyzewski. Those guys have earned it. They can leave on their own terms, whatever they want to do. They've earned it. So, and he's he's a highly intelligent guy and uh, Wesleyan can't, guy. Can't yeah, Wesleyan guy. But I think um, he's one of the few guys that can really that can really impact the game. One of the few coaches, you know, that can really impact the game, steal some points for his team. You know, just by his knowledge and the way that he, he basically lays out the game plan and tells his team on a weekly basis how the game is going to go. And he's pretty, and he's pretty close, you know, with his plan and, and what he expects. So he, he he's a great coach. I, I'm not, but, like I said, not by no out means, right now down 10, zero to the Rams, punting the ball away. Yep. There we go. Um, like I said, I think the Patriots, they'll win games that they should win, but there's plenty, there, there's plenty of teams out there that can just out athlete them at this point, out talent them. And we know in athletics in any sport, a team with the superior athletic ability, more often than not, not all the time, uh, has a significant advantage, especially in football, which is such a physical sport too. So, all right, everybody, that's going to be it for episode one. That's it. We done a Bustin' Chops podcast. Which is, is Snoop a drop. role model? Is Snoop a role model? We'll find out next week. We'll find out next week after the poll. We'll see you next Friday, December 18th, when episode two drops.